0: You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 472 of Podcateers. This week, Dan Pavanmayer, you know, the creator of Phineas and Ferb, Milo Murphy's Law, Hamster and Gretel. Well, he had and created an interesting experience in the parks this last week when an attraction he was on broke down boogie boogie bash tickets went on sale with some issues as well we have an update on our special indiana jones march mayhem some thoughts on the new indiana jones walking around in the parks quick shout out to our pal jill for posting photos she found online on discord Ranking the first four Indiana Jones films, Mel and Andrew give their spoiler-free thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, continues with 1975 and 1976. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad Our Podcast Fairy Godparents because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So it's time to get this episode going. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. But if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 472 of Podcateers. oh yeah i have a, a a strange story about that it about means, what the the,
1: the the macho man himself about, the about randy the r- a crop. The macho man a crop. savage
0: yeah about so, remember saw mcgraw
1: from <laughs> the spider-man Bonesaw. yes
0: exactly Uh, So, you know, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was, but we did have a conversation about this Randy Macho Man Savage video that made the rounds for a really long time. It was the Macho Man talking about the cream of the crop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, with my headache, I just did the Macho Man impression and my headache felt like it resonated through my like my skull when i did that <laughs> don't do that <laughs> that was oh. the weirdest thing ever okay leave the um, macho man impression so, to me <laughs> yeah I, but it's so fun but it's so fun um so uh so we had this conversation about this video about the cream of the crop and w- w- it was funny because every time he said it the macho man would pull out these little creamers right and he would like toss them at mean ginocular this was like probably in the 80s 90s I can't remember what show it was on, but in the last couple of weeks, it was either like on Monday Night Raw or on one of, uh, sorry, they don't call them pay-per-views anymore. They call them something live event events or something like that. Uh, I forgot what they are. The Event They call horizon. them PLEs. Paid live events. It event. doesn't matter. Yeah, yes. It doesn't matter. The point is they're on Peacock now, and so now they're just part of the subscription. But it was either on one of the special shows on Peacock or on Monday Night Raw where one of the announcers started saying, yeah, the cream of the crop rises to the top. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, that is a Macho Man reference. Way to go. And so I, it just like 15-year-old me was all happy because of this reference that happened. And then like current day me was like, oh, I got to tell Andrew. I got to <laughs> tell Andrew. <laughs> You know, I've watched like almost no wrestling. I just
1: like weird videos like that. And I like Macho man. I think he's just a like a
0: fun character to just look at. Like Oh, he (laughs) was. He was a trip, man. Yeah. He was a trip. I have to say that I probably enjoyed the Macho Man more than Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. I think just the character was just so much. I mean even like as a performer and as a wrestler he was just so much better than Hulk Hogan was that I don't remember ever being like big on the whole Hulkamania thing like I know mm. a ton of people that were uh when I was younger I remember liking the Macho Man but then I remember really getting into Bret the Hitman heart like I just ah. like he was way more serious he wasn't as flashy but he was just such a great technical wrestler that it just it, it was fun to watch his matches you know so uh it was Bret Hart and then for a while I really uh enjoyed watching Shawn Michaels matches and then I became a Triple H fan and even when the whole like Rock and Stone Cold era was happening mm-hmm. I I'd like Stone Cold more than The Rock like of uh, Triple oh, he H was Stone fun. Cold and The Rock <laughs> yeah I probably like the rock the least mm-hmm. like as a fan. However, he was the one I quoted the most.
2: Well, that he had that.
0: Yeah, like every week he just had like a one-liner that was just funny, right? So mm-hmm. It was a crazy, crazy time. I know people didn't tune in for like Podcaster's Wrestling Hour, but I, I, I just Andrew had to didn't mention... tune in for
1: Podcaster's Wrestling Hour. I don't know anything. <laughs> you said Triple H, and I thought we were talking about that thing where you like raise a sheep at school. Um,
0: but I think no. that's <laughs> no. So, I think that's yeah.
1: f- I think that's four H <laughs> um, or whatever. Probably but, um, that's things you have around here. I don't know if they have it in L.A., but they have like. 4H which is like like agriculture class it's like an extracurricular and you like raise a pig and then you sell it at a auction or something it's weird i don't know so, if you want to you just like wear overalls and a cowboy hat and and to school and i don't know stuff happens so if you want to
2: if you want to see something different and crazy i would look up the ultimate warrior that guy was like yeah. wild Mm, flashy, that... wild, colorful. He was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fun but what
1: I yeah. what I like is Macho Man Randy Savage's uh album where he disses oh, yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan a oh, bunch.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Good album.
1: Uh it's on Spotify if anybody wants to listen to uh, uh BM- And by good yeah. And
0: by good, I'm sure Andrew means that it is a thing that exists.
1: It's good. I mean, there's a good song. There's a song <laughs> that I listen to frequently. It's called Be a Man. And he's telling Hulk to be a man. And he mentions Spider-Man in it. And it's... That's funny.
0: There's like <laughs> so a, he was there's trying like, to be a rapper.
1: Yeah. There's, so there's like yeah. a, there's like Macho Man is on it. And then there's just also another guy that does like all the choruses and stuff. And then Macho Man just kind of talks. Um, that's insane. But it's there. I mean, yeah, there there's some albums that, that I say are things that exist like William Shatner's albums, albums, those are things that exist, but we don't need to. Mm. That'll be another deep dive <laughs> we can talk about the the William Shatner albums or the uh Bruce Willis album albums or all the other celebrities. Scarlett Johansson, I think has an
0: album. She uh, t- Oh no, actually hers Wait, is it hers? And oh man, I'm gonna have to look it up. I'll get back to this one. But multiple one Avengers artist.
1: have albums.
0: Yeah, but I'm not sure if it's Scarlet's where she's in a band and she's actually good. Yeah. I'm sure she
1: is. Like, oh,
2: well, I mean, she did come out in Jungle Book and sang.
0: That's true. Because
1: yeah. it's uh what's his name? Jeremy Renner has a band. Oh yeah,
0: he's pretty good too. And uh, I don't know. I'm looking it up now.
1: Harrison Ford doesn't have a uh, band. He's going to be in the MCU soon. Lieutenant Dan Band, he's not in the MCU either, but that's a band that exists. Uh, ah, okay. So, so she was
0: in a group called the Singles,
1: and then she got married Wait, so she had to leave the group. She's got, a,
0: and then she's got a new band. Interesting. It's called Mar-
1: it's, it's called the the doubles. They cover <laughs> the doubles. <laughs> they
0: cover Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order. Ooh. Oh, so okay, so I don't know if you like have alerts like i do for like new music and stuff like that but uh nope old music you guys and know weird billy music. joel's we didn't start the fire right yeah. iconic song i know you around this. for a long time fallout boy released a part two of that song
2: a part two like wait they made a yeah. part so one basically
0: well no, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just so a, it's billy a joel's... sequel to oh. we didn't start the fire yeah yeah Got it. So Billy Joel's was, like, from 1949, I think, from the year he was born until, like, 1988. And Fallout Boy released uh, their version of We Didn't Start to Fire, and it covers 1989 through 2023. Ooh. And so I was listening to it the other day, and uh, I was reading the lyrics. It's like, Captain Planet, Arab Spring, L.A. riots, Rodney King, deep <laughs> fakes, earthquakes, Iceland, volcano. And it's, like, all these things we wow. grew up with. The same chorus. It's got the same beat, the same music. And I was talking to my brother about this. Both of us came to the consensus that we don't know if there's another band that could have pulled off the song the way that they did because it's so reminiscent of Billy Joel's. Like it feels like a sequel, but it's good. I really dig it. I think it's a really great way to sum up a lot of what's happened in the last. 30 40 however many years it is um check it out it's like all over spotify and stuff Um, well i was gonna play a little piece of it but uh you know how i've been uploading all those youtube videos Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh we're getting a ton of copyright strikes the last Mm -hmm. one i got was for the lo-fi mini 15 second clip that we played of one of the songs (laughs) so i think in the youtube video it's just missing It just got (laughs)
1: blocked. They just they like they just mute that part. Yeah, it's we're gonna play the song,
0: and then there's nothing, just dead air. (laughs) Yeah, so I I get it. It's fine, but it's commentary. I I wanted to show it, and you know it's fine. It is what it is. If you want to hear it, you could listen to it in the regular episode of the podcast. But oh, you can go to the the episode on the Uh website. And then you can hear it uncut there. Because there you you'll you'll hear the YouTube version that's clipped. But but yeah, Fallout Boy. We didn't start the fire. Check it out. That reminds me of there was a
1: it must have been I don't know what year it came out. It was in the office. There's the there's the episode where Ryan started the fire, right? And then oh, yeah. and then <laughs> they start singing Ryan started, the fire. started the fire. So somebody <laughs> on YouTube made a whole the office version of we didn't start the fire get out five minute song i have it downloaded somewhere you can find it on youtube i looked up ryan started the fire uh this one says unofficial music video and the person said i guess it got taken down the original creator was somebody named brad edder but has removed it to copyright uh strike or whatever but this is a re-upload, and it's very funny. It's like an extended version, five minutes and 20 seconds. And it's just all the Office references you could ever want. It's
0: very I am going to listen fun. to it once we are done today. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, you know, uh, podcuteers.com slash links, all that good stuff. Until next time, I want to hear this song. I'm just ending the episode, <laughs> so <we're> just gonna... <laughs> Ah, that's cool, man. And, you know, I'm bringing it up not because we're, like, trying to deviate from Disney stuff. Fall Out Boy is a really big part of Disney. They were a big part of Big Hero 6, and Immortals has been one of the most popular songs, not only for Fall Out Boy, but I think in the Disney catalog because of that film. So,
1: It's followed by one of those bands that just, that sound like this, and we're gonna sing, and the stuff, and we didn't start the fire. Is it just like that? Not as nasally.
0: I I'm kick. like I'm from rich.
1: 2002, and I sing like that's, It's this more Blink. You're singing and more okay. like
0: you're, that's more they of a sell, Blink 182 it. song. Okay, but uh, Pete Wentz's voice is it's higher, but it's okay. more harmonic. No, okay. because you're still you're okay. you're <laughs> you're still in the nasally passage when you're singing. That's totally Blink 182. Yeah, but like Pete. When he sings, like I said, it's more melodic. So if you remember Immortals, he carries a tune much better. He's like, oh, 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 oh." that was horrible. I'm just going to imagine like I'm I'm singing it (laughs) because
1: it's more fun.
0: I'm going to remove that from the episode. You know that, right? <laughs> just take it out. Right? <laughs>
1: I'm just going to talk like this for the rest of the episode because oh, I am in please like Tony do. Hawk Pro Skater 2. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, <laughs> it, whatever works for you. <laughs> we should probably get
1: off of music or I'm going to be honest because I just found that Robert Danny Jr. has an album from
0: 2004. So. Oh, he does. Interesting. He does. <laughs> yes. I haven't heard it, but I found out that he ha- I have to hear it. Okay, I'm adding that to my office playlist for after. <laughs> Maybe okay, you know what? I have an idea. We'll talk about it after. All right, but let's let's continue with just uh stars and weird things that they go through. Okay. What because... is the segue going? <laughs> <laughs> so, funny story. Okay. I was on TikTok and I uh-huh. follow Dan Povinmeier. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Bob Meyer think... famous for creating Phineas and Ferb and you know uh, you know other other shows for Dr. Disney as well Doofenshmirtz
1: and all the he guys He is the voice
0: of Doofenshmirtz, yeah. So, uh he's at Disneyland. He's writing Rise of the Resistance and if there's one thing we know about Rise of the Resistance is that it is prone to failing at times. And so mm-hmm. it constantly is shut down and it upsets people, especially when they purchase Lightning Lane for stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you another quick side story here. Larry, last Saturday was at the parks and the first thing, like he normally like broadcasts later on Saturdays, right? But he happened to yeah. be in the park early on that Saturday morning. And he one of the first things that he decided to do was to go to Rise of the Resistance And as he was in line, the emergency lights came on and the ride shut down before he was going to get on. So they got evacuated and they did give him a return pass so he was able to go back later. But it happens frequently, right? It's one of those things that the, the attraction just sadly is prone to. So Dan Pavenmeyer is on Rise of the Resistance, and he breaks down. And I think he breaks down in the scene uh, right before you shoot over to Kylo Ren, if I remember correctly. Uh, so he's like, hey, yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm going to call my friend to complain about this because, you know, most people – a ride shuts down and you're taking video, you're taking pictures, you're posting it on social media, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, shut down, like ride, you know, we're stuck on X attraction, you know, like they're popular videos, right? And then you get evacuated and you get to see behind the scenes popular videos, obviously, on social media. Mm-hmm. So Dan Pavenmeyer knows this. So he's like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to call my friend. And that's just like, all right, cool. Like instead of making a video, he's just going to call his friend. His friend is Scott Trowbridge, <laughs> who just happens to be the Imagineer that was in charge of the Star Wars stuff that went into the parks. You know, we, we joke about calling Imagineers and calling Bobby and letting them know about stuff like that. But imagine being right. in, a, in a position or a situation where, like, you're calling the guy, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, hey, buddy, guess <laughs> what? Your ride broke. <laughs> Fix it. So they're joking with him to fix it. You know, can I, should I just play the clip
1: of of him talking?
0: Let's just play the clip. Let's play the clip. All right. So this is uh, Dan Pavanmeyer's TikTok where this all goes down.
3: So on Monday, the entire Phineas crew went to Disneyland together and had a great time. And we were writing Rise of the Resistance and it broke down, which has never happened when I was on it. And so we're sitting there
1: waiting, and we decide to call our friend Scott Trowbridge, who is the head Imagineer for all of the Star Wars stuff at Disneyland, and just complain that the ride was broken down. The yeah. ride's down. Scott. The ride broke. Scott, what what are we doing about it? What, what, we need you to fix it right now. We've been sitting in here <laughs> for the forty-five horn, minutes. Get on the horn and fix the ride.
3: I need you to go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell that droid to
3: fix the ride, Scott. He's working on it. He's on it? Okay. Okay. This is what you, do all day? you just sit around and ride, ride Somebody has to make them and somebody has to ride them. <laughs> and that's how we divided the labor. see if I can get
1: everybody here to kind of like get on it. Hey, thanks, Remember, Scott. Right? So we appreciate
3: get, it. Get them there.
1: Keep your arms and legs inside. <laughs>
3: Understand, we're the resistance' last hope. Yes. If Scott had done his job just a little bit better, we would not be in this predicament. That's true.
2: He should. He should feel ashamed.
0: Again, imagine being in a situation where you just know the guy. And you can just be like, yo, fix it. I mean not that he can like do anything, but right. it's, <laughs> it's, it's, right. he's at home relaxing or something.
1: He's like, here's my droid, like here, we'll send this droid to go fix it. He's joking around with him <laughs> and stuff it's <that's> funny. <laughs>
0: It was just a fun story. Again, most people will, will be in an attraction, and when they're in that situation, they'll post to social media or something. And he did post it to social media. He did. Right? He kept up with the trend, but he was loud, man. He's on <laughs> FaceTime with Scott, and he's like, Hey, we're on your attraction, and it shut down on us. Like, he's loud. Like, everyone on the attraction is laughing they were looking and can you know, yeah. hear the conversation, <laughs> which I thought was the funniest part of what was going on. So. Uh, I, I just, I just want to say, uh, thanks Dan for the laugh. Uh, at, at that particular moment, I wasn't having the greatest of days and I saw his TikTok and it put a smile on my face and it made me feel so much better. So that little <laughs> incident, that's why I shared it on, on discord because I felt like, Hey, maybe this will bring a smile to someone else's face as well. <laughs> he's a good one.
1: He's a good follow on, on social media. He's, he posts a lot and he's funny. So he's a good follow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Well, there's a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about that happened in the park. I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, the first one is Oogie Boogie Bash tickets went on sale, mm-hmm. and the site was like, Haha, not today, guys.
2: For reals.
0: Uh, your thoughts on everything you heard or maybe you heard a little bit more context or read more context about what was happening but uh, from what I saw originally it was just that the site couldn't handle the traffic
2: yeah I actually had a friend um, who was waiting for those tickets on Thursday and she was oh poor thing I was encouraging her just having her like just telling her hey just hang in there hang in there you know what just hang in there She was hanging on for nine hours. So I don't know exactly how long. Yeah. So I don't know how long she actually waited because what happened was they had that crash, right? And basically Disney was like, we're going to pause. We're going to pause and we're going to try to figure out what to do. And then we'll, you know, we'll get back to you. But they didn't kick anyone out of line. And, um... Just to see like the different screenshots and whatnot is is just sad. Like people were just close to giving up and I, I don't blame them because, you know, your anxiety will probably go up and then FOMO, which is the worst thing, mm-hmm. is like, it's just it takes a hold of you and you're just like, maybe you'll just, you know what, bye. And again, I don't blame them, but mm-hmm. to hang on for that many hours, like, I honestly thought six was enough for me when I did that that one year, two years ago, I think. Um, Yeah, so pretty much if you got a ticket that day, you were lucky. Everybody else has to try again. And actually, just a few days, The, the six, the six. Yeah. So ooh, I, ooh, I would hate to be on the IT team right now. Because I don't know mm-hmm. if a week was good enough, but hey, you know what? Hopefully.
1: Ouch. Ouch, ouch, yeah. ouch. It seems like they need to be outsourcing this to just another website. Like, whoever does, everybody yes. says, like, the Comic-Con website is, like, rock solid. Like, maybe they should just, like, outsource to them and, and not have to deal with this all the time. Because it's always something. Like, I was it lucky is. enough to get, we got tickets for, we uh, got tickets in the... uh magic key pre like the pre-sale day um and that was still like i waited um four hours after the line opened i was on there for five hours just pre in the thing um but then like there was even issues on my end like i still got the tickets and everything but it was there was just like a lot of weird hiccups like it it was i was logged in it's like i logged in beforehand all this stuff and then I click, I finally get the thing to click to buy tickets and I click it and then it like takes me to like a home screen. I'm like, what? So I can mm. log in and it takes me to another th- thing and it has buy tickets, which was the first button I hit. And I was like, oh no, is this going to take me back into line? But it took me into the, the you know, the checkout area. And so I was able <laughs> to pick my tickets and then put our names in and then I click on, like I put my payment information in there and then it said error. I'm like, oh no. And so I do the whole thing again, and then the whole payment thing just isn't there. So I have to, like, refresh the page. Like, it was just, like, the, you know, the, like, the broken page, like, icon. It was Mm -hmm. just that with a blank page. And then so I had to refresh the page again and put all the information in a third time. And that finally let me check out, and I got the tickets. And I was, like, after, like, the first, like, thing where it, like, kicked me out and then I got back in and stuff, I was just, like on edge the whole like 8 minutes i was doing Aww. the checking out of like what's going to happen i better get these tickets i've been in line for 4 hours i mean granted it was just sitting on my phone while i was at work so i was like <clears throat> actively in line or anything but it was still like it's stressful especially if it's like something that you want to attend like and you're you're waiting all day and anticipation and all that is like building and then like it's like a gut punch if you don't get it or something goes wrong and it's out of your control so and i mean melissa we had a another mutual friend too in line too that i think at least took it a little better um albert he he was also in line oh and and and, uh at least i think so and and uh saw the oogie boogie the the uh, july 6th thing so yeah it's it's a whole hot mess hopefully all you folks out there that are wanting tickets that don't have them uh they'll fix this and uh, make it make it uh right um yeah i mean they could Man. just like uh, my wife said you know why don't they just add more days like it'll take the stress off i mean it's it's yeah. you know it's a balancing act where they only do it two days a week but whatever do it three days a week who cares like it's it's gotta make a
0: money either way it is yeah, the so, demand is there. I want to comment on that in particular, but before that, uh, I I, I want to comment on what you said about waiting, right? Because one, if if you do have a desk job, it does make it a little bit easier because you're not running around, you're not, you know, mm-hmm. paying, you're not. You can see your phone or the device or whatever you're you happen to be in the queue in when you're trying to get these tickets. The really important thing to remember, regardless of of what event you're trying to do, and this is specifically true for Disney, is don't close your browser. Do not Mm -hmm. close your browser or refresh it because they work on a session ID and your session ID, if something breaks down, is kind of your place in line. And so that's how they remember where you are. And if you close your browser or go and open a new one and start a brand new session, you lose your place in line. It doesn't have to do with your computer or your browser specifically. It is the session ID you are assigned when you first hit the queue. So remember, if there's ever an issue, if you have the means of just hanging on, like you know, some of the people that you're describing hang in there, leave your browser open. Don't close the tab, don't close the browser, don't shut down your computer or anything because that is what's going to allow you to purchase later. Uh, Second, I I think this all boils down to, they may just not have enough staff to cover it, right? You mentioned maybe getting like the Comic-Con people to do it for them, but that would require two things. One, an investment from Disney, which it seems like they just don't want to do right now. Or two, for Disney to admit they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. They don't like to do that yeah. very often. <laughs> They'd rather suffer through something and let people suffer because they know people are going to buy their stuff anyway. That's, right? Yeah. So, and and we've all been through it. Like, I've been through it with D23 tickets. I've been through it with other stuff that I've purchased or, like, you know, other other events. So they just know people are going to be there to buy their stuff one way or another right, yeah, uh, right. and yep, i yep. <laughs> so like this i think it's just one of those situations where maybe they just don't have the the infrastructure on the back end to support it either technologically or with like help like actual people that are able to fix this or have the knowledge to fix something like this as quickly as they need it to be fixed sometimes It's hard to say. We weren't there, and I'm sure we're not going to hear what happened unless somebody that works there decides to secretly post it on Reddit. Wink, wink. Um, But other than that, we're never going to hear it, right? Disney will keep this under wraps. Uh, Either way, like you said, we're just hoping that uh, whoever was trying to get them will be able to get them whenever uh, they, they come back up. And, uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was a huge mess altogether. So, all right. Well, let's move on to some other stuff in the park. And I want to get indie specific now because I know both of you saw the film. I have some comments that I want to share with you both about this. Uh, We have some updates on Raiders March Mayhem in April but in July that we're going to share but before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it is their support that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible through their support on Patreon. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find some information about the FGP squad, a link to our Patreon and a list of some of our top contributors. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can also message us on Discord. If you're not part of the community there, we would love to have you. podcasterscom slash links is where you would go to find not only an invite to the Discord, but also a link to the FGP squad. Uh, on that page, you'll also find some other really useful links like our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, links to our YouTube channel, Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures, uh, a couple of other things. If we ever have things for special events, like uh, last year when we were doing uh, fundraising for the Chalk Walk and Walk for Hope, we had our first Teamboat Willy pin. It was an enamel pin, which you know what? I think we have just a handful of those left of the hundred that we created and chalk walk is coming up again. So I'm going to have to find those and we're going to have to start preparing for the chalk walk. So anyway, I'm veering off. Uh, Yeah. podcasterscom slash links. You'll find some of the most commonly asked for links. And of course, to all of the members of the SGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, Okay. So uh do you want to give the update Andrew on uh where we stand with Raiders March Mayhem in April but in July but in July Sure all right so
1: yeah let's go ahead and go over this um looks like in our first matchup of uh I don't know I think we called them Idle Indy and Punchin Indy we have uh, Idol Indie coming out on top. Um, in an upset, uh, we have uh, Staff Indie versus Swingin' Indie. Swingin' Indie is taking it. That's Indie from uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull swinging, uh, coming over top of the uh, Indie holding the Staff of Raw. Uh, wow. There we go. Yeah, surprisingly enough. <laughs> uh, in the matchup uh, uh, number seven and number eight, we have uh, doomed Indy versus hanging Indy, and that's Indy hanging. That's in uh, the Last Crusade where he's hanging on the um, uh, side of the tank, and hanging Indy uh, squeaks out there. Then on the other side of the bracket, number nine and ten, uh, sad for me. Uh, we have uh, Bridge Indie versus uh, No Ticket Indie. No. Uh, Bri- Bridge Indie overtakes No Ticket Indie, even though Andrew went on every single one of his Instagram I accounts. I voted for that too. And voted for, <laughs> for No Ticket Indie. I used five Instagram accounts wow. and it still didn't win. <laughs> so, um, yeah, That's maybe horrible. they're a little cheaty, <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, he still won, and I—that it was still behind by the time I voted for all five of them. He was still behind, so I didn't feel bad doing it. Um, then our so next matchup—I I will say though—I will huh. say
0: before you give the final update here, because I think there's uh, one more to update. But we got two. I will we got say two, that. Yeah. Okay, uh, so. We've had a really good response to this Indiana Jones bracket, and I'm sorry to tell you, but your five accounts would not have made a difference. I know <laughs> it made <me laughs> that, like we've had like like a really good response to this, and so it didn't even dent it, dude. <laughs> wow, <laughs>
1: it's I know I had to try anyway. So we got two more uh, coming up. We got. Uh, I think this was old indie. This is indie from the trailer of the Dial of Destiny versus. Uh, I think this was called "This Indie's on Fire." Is the name that this I came up for this Indies one? on fire. Yes, it's a uh, indie tied up uh, with uh, his dad when. Uh, uh, they're in the Nazi capture. They're tied up, and then he tries to burn the rope and like the whole room on fire. Anyway, that one overtakes. That one wins against the Dial of Destiny Indie. And our last matchup is a shooting Indie. It's just Indie on horseback versus Professor Henry Jones Jr. And Professor Henry Jones Jr. Uh, takes it. Uh, the other matchup that we that is currently going on as we record this is um, uh, we are going to die Indie. And then I don't remember what I call this other one. It's it's Indy after he uh, uh, sees the uh, the guy do all the sword tricks before he shoots him. Um, I'm hoping that we are going to die. Indy uh, takes it uh, from Temple of Doom, one of my favorite lines of all time. But we don't know yet. Uh, it's too early to call. And I think the uh, oh the other one that is going on right now is a sleep in Indy versus a club club Indy club Obi Wan Indy in his white suit. Um, so those we will find out tomorrow but you'll yeah. know the results uh before we talk again uh next week. The whole bracket'll be over. But um some upsets, some surprises for me, but um I'm pretty happy other than uh, no ticket indie uh, how things are uh, shaking out so far.
0: So I just wanted to share uh some percentages here because normally when we do March Mayhem after a matchup is done, I'll post, like, an update with the percentages and stuff. But since we're running a couple a day right now, I just figured I would do a round one, like, graphic with all the, mm-hmm. the indies that advance, right? But right. I want to throw some percentages out for you because, like you said, some upsets, you'll understand where the upsets were, okay? So for Idle versus Punch Indy, Indie, Idol Indie won with 60%. Wow. For Doomed Indie versus Hanging Indie... Hanging indie one with sixty eight percent, for staff indie versus swinging indie, eighty seven percent swinging indie. Wow. Wow. Okay, (laughs) eighty seven. Let's see, bridge indie versus no ticket indie, fifty six percent. So close. Wow. That's pretty. It was close close on that one. But all your votes sadly did not dent it enough. Didn't make a dent. Um, Yeah. Makes me feel. Uh, And then. Gallup in Indy versus Professor Henry Jones Jr., 58% for Professor Henry Jones Jr. Uh, I'm assuming that people just saw that picture of Harrison Ford and and they were like, (laughs) like, whoa, Indy, hello. And uh, they just decided to vote on that one. And then Old Indy versus this Indy's on fire, 70% for Indy on fire versus Old Indy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We got a couple more, like Andrew said. We're going to post a, an update image both on Instagram and over on Discord once we uh, head into round two. And uh, by the end of this week, uh, this will be over. So, like Andrew said, we'll be updating everyone next week. But, yeah, this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it It's especially – it was especially – like, for me – Actually, I, I want to comment on this after, but do we want to talk about Indiana Jones roaming around at Disneyland first before we get into it? Because I want to hear your thoughts on A Dial of Destiny, but my comments that I was about to say kind of have to do with the film, or okay. the films, rather. So should we jump into Indy at Disneyland first before we jump into yeah. movie stuff? Yeah. All right. Why not? Thoughts on Indy walking around? <laughs> <laughs> We have our first look
2: I, I I'm just happy i I know Andrew I know Andrew's gonna okay, I know Andrew has ahead. words <laughs> I'm just happy but I'm just why can't we why can't he just be roaming around every day I, there's no makeup I mean I'm just happy he's roaming around yay um I I'm not as picky, so (laughs) I'm like, you know what? We got Indy in the park. That's pretty much more than what Disney has done for a while. So, hey, you know what? Bring them back in, what, two years. I want to say, yeah, two years. Make Mm them permanent. I don't know. Utilize them. Like I said, no makeup. Come on. He just has to put clothes on. You just put
1: clothes on. This <laughs> is true. It.
2: <laughs> Make it happen. So I'm I'm happy that you know what? I'm happy that the attraction is getting some love. Yay!
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean my go ahead. Sorry, did I cut you off?
2: No, I was gonna say that was a little sarcasm, but hey, go oh, ahead. Okay. Go
1: go. <laughs> um So I it's just a minor complaint. Like I don't like I agree with everything you have said. Like I I am happy that Indie is getting any love at all and we have this uh, even though in theory temporary uh character um coming, you know, staying for a minute uh uh think I just feel like they could have done a better job of finding an indie guy. Like this guy, no offense to this guy and guy playing indie. If you somebody knows the guy playing indie wants to come talk on the podcast, we'd be more than happy to have him. And no offense, to this guy, but like in the movies, we never saw indie at like twenty two years old. Like it, it just is kind <laughs> yeah. of a little bizarre that they just found a guy. They're like, all right, well here's the guy we have that also plays like Aladdin or something. I don't know. He plays one of the princes and we'll just all right you grow some stubble uh and you're indie now i have you have a small head and a big hat and it's just not the indie uh that we're what i'm looking for and that you know nothing's ever perfect at disneyland it's always close and even, like, I don't know, in the picture, but again, I have to see it in person. We'll see what happens. But he's, like, wearing the wrong shirt, which bothers me. Like, it's too yellow. And I'm sure there's some pre- more purists than me that would have other nitpicky things. Like, sometimes <laughs> Indiana Jones wears a tie, and sometimes he doesn't. It's very
0: confusing. But, That's right. Especially um, when he's in, in his professor.
1: Well, but here. even sometimes wears in his glasses. L- but in his leather jacket like in the all the adventure gear sometimes he'll just have a black tie on and then he takes it off sometimes like it's just like oh. a thing that happens but anyway um so these are just very minor complaints i am, i am nowhere in the realm of like don't have in this person playing indie i'd rather have any person playing indie like it could it could be a freaking like it, any person on the planet it could be the person that plays Snow White is playing indie and at least somebody is indie <laughs> that would like be fun. <laughs> I would I would be happy with anything <laughs> any kind of uh indie representation in the park at all so it's just I, I've uh, unless they were like I think my initial uh idea is kind of what happened is like there's, they just had somebody around already that was employed with the, as a, some character like, all right, who can do the best like gravelly voice or something? I don't know, and and they got it to work. But wouldn't it be nice to have like, like, like beaten down older Indiana Jones? Like Harrison Ford was was like I think like thirty eight or something when he first did the first Indiana Jones. Like he was no spring chicken. Right. So if they're gonna have this young guy, they should have put him in this little like Boy Scouting uniform (laughs) and had young Indiana Jones, like River Phoenix or whatever Indiana Jones. But, but again, like I said, I don't want to like. I'm not trying to nitpick. I'm not. I am trying to nitpick, but I'm not trying to
0: like say anything.
1: Anyway, that's
0: my. You're trying to nitpick, but not nitpick. Uh,
1: I'm trying to just like. I just want to save my stuff, but, like, I don't want to,
0: the, to affect anything. I just got opinions is all. Very opinionated. Okay. Two things. One, what if Disney's like, okay, you're getting Dial of Destiny, and you're getting super old indie In the parks, you're getting The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. And so they're bringing this, like, super young guy to play Indiana Jones because they want to give you a balance between what you're getting right now. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Make you feel yeah. better? I mean, fine. Like it's, eh?
1: it, it, you know. It, it's more indie in the park, so it makes me feel better. Or, okay.
0: or theory two, theory two. Okay. Theory two. Tiana was just revealed in her Bayou Adventure gear this uh-huh. week. Yeah. The same week that young Indiana Jones debuts in the park. Coincidence? I think not. I think we're gonna get Tiana's Bayou Adventure guest starring. Dr. Henry Jones Jr., the young version. Da 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 down <laughs> the bayou. Da 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 bayou. Da da going down the bayou. Wow!
2: <laughs> the remix. So, uh, we huh? didn't know we needed.
1: <laughs> so I just right? looked it up. I wanted to confirm some things. So the story of the Temple of the Forbidden Eye is set in 1935. Indiana, okay. Okay, Indiana Jones is born in 1899. So he'd Correct. be 30, 36 years old at at this mm-hmm. point if we're okay. in in the story of Temple of Forbidden Eye, and that's what we're trying to play against. So,
0: okay. Just just putting that out there. Uh-huh. And how do we know that Princess and the Frog doesn't take place around the same time frame? Well, I will not you dated? right
1: now. It takes place in the nineteen
0: twenties.
2: Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. so. 1926? So Indiana Jones would have
1: been so it's twenty-one-year-old Indiana Jones. I guess that technically uh, like huh? works out. But check, I don't mate. All right, okay. I... <laughs> I guess you're playing chess and I'm playing checkers over here. I don't
3: know what's going on. But...
0: Look, I'm just trying to make connections between everything, but if we've learned anything from this conversation is that tiana sea connection confirmed and how does it connect to casey jr he's got a smile
1: again who cares okay fine who cares (laughs) all we know is that tiana's
0: part of the sea now
1: confirmed confirmed she gets all the dry (laughs) goods apparently i think that's what isn't that what the ride is like tiana's food company right yeah all right casey jr has a smile again yeah, that happened like a 2 months, 6 months ago, but I don't know. Yeah, I the Casey had, I
0: had no idea. Same here. Okay,
1: like quick thing. Like in the 50s, like when Casey Jr. first opened like with the park, he had a smile on his face. And then at some point, they painted over the smile, and then like 6 months ago, they put the smile back, and it was like a low-key thing. But Casey Jr has a smile. Interesting. I don't know why uh. we didn't cover this on the the podcast, but he has a smile again. So Casey huh. Jr is a smiling uh, little train thinking he can.
0: Well, all right. I just learned something. Brought to you by Andrew and Quizneyland. That's not the Quizneyland song. I don't know. I was doing Indiana Jones. (laughs) Hey, do you want to hear the remix of Going Down the Bayou and Raiders March again? And the Quizneyland theme? Oh, no. And the Quizneyland theme?
1: Somebody could probably do it, Going Down the Bayou and Raiders March. We'll figure it out. That would be so cool if somebody actually did it.
0: Let's get uh, DJ Cumberbund to do it. L- I was just gonna say, look at you, DJ Cumberbund, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> and you'll add a little
1: uh, Macho Man in there because that's his guy. He puts Macho cream Man the in the all the songs.
0: Creek, 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 <laughs> creek. Cream of the crowd. going down the, the,
1: the bayou. Ooh yeah, going down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: We're broken people. We are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, hey, so Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has been Uh out now for several days. I know both of you went to go watch it. Uh, Uh, I've found a couple of things that, I'll be honest with both of you, I'm kind of concerned, actually. One, as you know, I'm not really going to movie theaters yet, so I've relied a lot on drive-ins. And Mm -hmm. the drive-in that we were frequenting over the last couple of years uh, originally had plans to close down multiple years ago, and then it just kind of stayed open for a while. But it's finally closed. It's being, you know, completely leveled out because there's gonna be a new business park and blah 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 blah, 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 blah. commerce commerce blah blah capitalism. Gotcha. But mm-hmm. the nearest drive ins are now very far from us. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to find a better way of of watching them or anything closer because I don't know what I'm gonna do about Haunted Mansion right now. I'm i mm-hmm. no joke. I'm like deeply concerned about what's gonna happen for Haunted Mansion. And so um uh yeah so I'm trying to figure something out. So if anybody out there listening has any suggestions, please you know, if you know of any drive-ins or any like screenings outdoor that are happening, please send them my way. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh but I'm deeply concerned for Haunted Mansion. And the reason I was actively looking for a place to watch Dial of Destiny is because as we were compiling all of the info and images and everything for the special Raiders version of March Mayhem, I felt I was a little disconnected, to be honest, with the bracket and stuff like that, because I've talked on the podcast before about how I didn't grow up watching a lot of these films when most people watch them. A lot of these films like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and a lot of these films I watched much later in life. So I don't have these really deep connections to a lot of films that most people do. And at one point, I did go through the process of watching all the Indiana Jones movies because I owned them on DVD. I bought like the box set a long time ago thinking like, yeah, this is it. I'm finally going to like it's over. Like I've, I get to watch them all. And I was happy. And I, I didn't. I ended up watching them much later, like much more recently actually than way back then. But I've like, I've gotten into this habit over the last several years of playing things in the background while I'm working on stuff. And the Mm -hmm. problem with that is that I miss things. It doesn't connect with me. I like it's playing and I kind of remember certain things, but like I don't develop any type of connection with it. It's just, it's just noise, basically, right, in the background. And mm-hmm. I realized that that's what happened with Indiana Jones. A lot of it I was just kind of plain. I wasn't paying attention when I last saw them. So I decided to marathon Indiana Jones films over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I wow. didn't tell either one of you because I <laughs> wanted to surprise you both with this. I watched the first four films over the weekend. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> I want to start off by saying hot damn I enjoyed them way more than I remembered (laughs) I basically put everything away like it was just me and the iPad and like it was in front of my face the whole time watching Mm -hmm. these films and I wore headphones so that it wasn't just playing so that I wouldn't get distracted as I was watching I got up early and went to sleep late on purpose so that everyone was in bed and I could just sit there and enjoy these films Nice and damn it, I did. I enjoyed them so much more than I remembered the first time I watched them. A lot of the references that you made, Andrew, or the things that you talk about, like mm-hmm. I remembered them, but there wasn't like a like a visceral like, oh yeah, like yeah. I remember that. And now <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that, right? <laughs> uh, and I I I'm gonna say something that might surprise you both, uh, and it might sound controversial to some people, but I enjoyed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
3: Uh,
0: it's not yeah. bad. I keep,
3: I'm
1: a I'm a Kingdom yeah. of the Crystal Skull apologist. Like I I think it's it's better than people people give it credit for. Like there is a like it seems so out of left field the the where the storyline goes, but up until then, like I think it has a lot of good stuff.
0: Yeah. So here's here's what I think I realized is one, what I remembered from from A Kingdom of the Crystal Skull before was one Shia LaBeouf, right? Mm-hmm. And right. is it? Should I throw out a spoiler warning because I want to talk about kind of the ending, and I want to talk about it. sure. Is it old enough to have, have to the throw movie it out from anymore? Like, from like two thousand and uh, what ten? When did that 10, movie come what, out? Seventeen, fifteen, whatever it was. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Spoiler warning. If you haven't if watched you haven't... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Here's the spoiler warning. um So what I remembered is Shia LaBeouf, right? And yep. at the time, I I don't remember what was happening with Shia that I just thought like, ah, Shia again. And so yeah. it kind of almost instantly turned me off to the film. But like, I just remember watching it because like everybody I knew was watching it, and it was something that I wanted to be able to talk about. So I remember watching it, and what I vividly remember was the aliens, like, at Mm -hmm. the end, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I remember the aliens and that scene and everything. And I just... I So, growing up, again, this is something I've talked about before, like, growing up, I loved all that stuff. I loved, like, the occult stories, the alien stories, like, unsolved mysteries. And so, having watched the other three films and growing a deeper appreciation for Indiana Jones... Like it was definitely like an indie movie because I knew the story of El Dorado. I like, I grew up wanting to one day find El Dorado, right? I obviously yeah. didn't go yeah. off on adventures like Indiana Jones, but the fact that it was connected to that story for me already made it instantly interesting. So it did become disjointed because of how it was resolved and what the meaning of the crystal skulls were and everything. But mm-hmm. all in all, like I remember, just making fun of this movie and thinking, like, this is garbage. Like, what? Because what the is treasure happening was here? knowledge. That's yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I saw it this time around, and d- there's a couple scenes that I'm like, okay, relax, okay, whatever. But overall, like, on my tomato meter, like mm-hmm. it's it's like an eighty-seven to eighty-nine. That's yeah. interesting. I mean that's what it's got on
1: on the regular tomato meter for the oh really for, uh, well <laughs> the the uh, audience score isn't so hot on that it's got fifty three percent but uh seventy seven percent for King of the Crystal Skull certified fresh King of the Crystal Skull uh, that kind of tells you I I, I read a like uh, a synopsis on like or an uh, analyzation of like why people kind of. Uh, how, why Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did so well compared to what they're projecting Dial of Destiny to do? And they're saying because it was coming off the last Indiana Jones movie they remember that happened was The Last Crusade, which is a big hit, huge, you know, great movie. And so they're like, ah, it's Indiana Jones. Everybody went to see it opening weekend because it's Indiana Jones. The last Crusade was great. This isn't going to be great. And then they, a lot of people were disappointed. And so when this movie is coming out, Dial of Destiny, the last movie that pe- are in people's brains is King of the Crystal Skull. And a lot of people had a not great reaction to that for some reason. So people are hesitant to go see, a you know, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. I mean, my other opinion of this is I just don't think, even though I love Indiana Jones, and I think everybody should love Indiana Jones, like, I don't know if, like, 17-year-olds want to see an 80-year-old man, like... Go uh like on an adventure across the you know country or, or the the world. Like I don't know how appealing that is to young people, and young people make up a lot of the audience that goes and sees movies. You know, especially in theaters. So that's kind of a theory I'm ruminating in my brain right now.
2: I mean, yeah, mm. I, I see your point, but I would be thinking if you go to Disney then. Or Walt Disney World, you would be exposed to Indiana Jones one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would think that yeah, sure, it's not a horror film. It's not like your typical movie that others would see. But if you go to you know conventions, or it, it's like a not a niche fandom, but I think everybody would be introduced to Indiana Jones one way or another. But it is you did bring up a good point though, and. But we'll come back to that in the when we talk about the movie
1: yeah so did you have a favorite out of the four hazen one Ooh, that that good question pulled, that pulled you more than others like i i i have a i a, have a question uh, too God controversial <laughs> ranking in my
0: ranking i think i'm on my rewatches all right let me see i would say uh so it was raiders and then temple and last crusade right And Uh, and and then uh, Crystal Skull. Skull. Uh, All right, so Crystal Skull, I'm gonna, I'm gonna place last. Mm -hmm. Agree. Just because agree with you, because it felt like even the resolution of Shia LaBeouf's character, I think was, I, I mean, I I think it was like kind of thrown in. It felt like a last minute addition, to kind of help resolve some issues in the film with the character being there, but. I mean, it's a movie, right? It, right. So, I was okay enough with how they resolved Shia's character, but still, mm. solid fourth place for me. Yep. Um, and then I, I would say, in third place, I would. Oh man, I think. Oh man, that's difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not so easy. this is hard because. So definitely, Raiders is not my top. Mm-hmm. I know that's I, I know that might be controversial to some people because usually people are like, "But the sequels aren't as good as the first one, right?" That's but fine. I think for me, from a connection standpoint, yo, I love stories of the Knights Templar growing up, and Last Crusade has so much of that, and it has so much about, you know what I mean, like so. Like I, uh, it, <laughs> just say it. There's no wrong answer here. Can I? Can, here. I right. can I? Okay, so Temple and Last Crusade are tie for first. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so Temple and Last Crusade are tie for first. But if I had to inch one forward, it would be Temple. So okay. first place Temple, second place Crusade, third place Raiders, fourth place Crystal Skull
1: my 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 rankings are somewhat similar to yours my my number 1 is the last crusade then raider okay. or then temple of doom then raiders of the lost ark and there the and like these tier is like these are all 100% amazing films in my book so it's like it's just kind of like picking your favorite child or whatever but <laughs> the last crusade is such a good movie it is so funny it it has all of my favorite characters and they all have a lot of business and it's it's just there's so much good stuff in it like it, i i can't tell you how funny like i was i was watching rewatching the last crusade recently before we went and saw uh King or Dial of Destiny, and I was laughing out loud at some of the jokes and stuff that I had seen multiple mm. times. But <laughs> it's just like the part, you know. Indy's like, "All right," they're like, "The Brody has the book or whatever," and he's like, "He's already got a two day head start. He knows seventeen different languages. He has friends in every town. He'll be, he'll be, uh, you know, he's got a two day head start. He's gonna, he's got, he's gonna, da da da. You'll never find him. He'll disappear and all this stuff. Yeah. And then it's like." It's like, boom, cut, and it's Brody wandering around in the city. Yeah. He's like, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> uh, does anybody speak English? Uh, like, um, yeah. what? And he's like, no, I don't want any dates, thank you. Uh, no, thanks. Like, it's just, it's such a funny movie. You know, Sala, I said, no camels. That's five camels. Like, it's just, it's so gotta good. make up Sean for the car. Right? Yes, for <laughs> his bro- his brother-in-law's for car, his brother-in-law's th- car. <laughs> um yeah, yeah so but, so good i could go all day on this
0: but i will say though that like, like i said a, a bit ago they're so tied for first place for me that mm-hmm. i really think that if we had this conversation next week something might trigger a memory from one of the films that i might yeah. put crusade at my top spot because again yeah the the story of the Holy Grail and the Knights Templar is one that I'm so familiar with. And I loved yeah. reading about that as a kid so much that that's why it was hard for me to choose, but you can't go wrong with either one of those, right? Like they're both yeah. right. so good. So I don't know. Maybe I want to change the last crusade as my first one for now, yeah. but
1: it's, it's so hard to, because like, like in the last crusade, like what, what's her name? Elsa. Right. Uh-huh. Is that, uh, yeah. Like, yes. Is not a great character. Like, I'm not nope. a huge fan of Elsa. <laughs> Marion, 100% fantastic. Best, best character. Like, one of the best characters. Like, if this was like a Marion, like, if Marion was also in this movie, it would just make it another step above. But it makes sense. Like, you know, she's, she's like a uh, uh, triple uh, agent or whatever. Just, it's all over yeah. the place. So, Elsa, uh, you know, yeah. of the, the female partners to indiana jones is kind of down there at the bottom but uh i still that what it lacks in that it makes up in just everything else and do you melissa do you have a ranking
0: we have to yeah give, get i want to hear ranking. oh mine is
2: simple one two three four i'm good
0: <laughs> I, th- oh <laughs> that's in a, the order that they were released yeah
1: that's yes. a lot of people's ranking too. Like it's it's a lot of people's ranking. Raiders I mean, like we said. I mean Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect movie. Like it is. there's yeah. there's just like music wise. To change.
2: Like for me, music wise, each mm-hmm. one just um the first one Raiders has like it's probably my favorite soundtrack and then of course mm. you have Temple which has awesome music. 3 Crusade Last Crusade does have it. But I always it go back to the first a, it, two. Yeah.
1: it reuses yeah. a lot of of stuff from the first two. But you do get a lot of a lot of the uh, Temple of the Forbidden Eye score comes from Last Crusade. Like, there's yeah. a lot of yeah, stuff you're from right. There. There's
0: it's and, I, and that might be like why I'm so like akin to it too. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> knows? But here's the thing. But you know why I have it so high for me and why it's hard because again, I didn't connect with these films. Early in life, like a lot Mm -hmm. of other people did, I connected with these films much later. And now reconnecting with them way later, right? Temple of Doom is so much Temple of the Forbidden Eye to me. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many scenes that are you could tell they were directly inspired by that film that there's an additional connection to that one for me that's special because of the attraction in the park. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why it was easier because the storyline is is the storyline. It's a good story. But of the two, I think I would I connected more to the Knights Templar storyline, which is why Crusade was so high up there for me. But visually and because of the the connection to the attraction, that's why Temple was so hard to like place for me.
1: And it's, I mean, it's, it's got my, my, one of my favorite lines, we, limes lines, we, we are going to die. It's such a, sad we're, face. we're, we're not sinking, we're crashing. Like, it's such a good, <laughs> like, like Willie Scott with a, how annoying she is. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, she's so funny. Like that's like the whole point, yeah. and I could like I could gush over all these movies for forever. We should we should do an indie casted. We can get our friend Ryan on, and it'll just be the three of us. It will uh, just <laughs> gush for two hours or that something. That would be would fun be... to hear.
0: <laughs> that would be fun to hear.
1: Bananas, but do we want to get into the Dial of Destiny or what do we do? We do, do. but okay. before
0: we do, I want to pose okay. the question for everyone listening. Okay what is your preferred at we'll leave dial of destiny out because i know a lot of people may not have seen it yet so of the original four indiana jones films what's your preferred order well, how do you rank them you have one two three four which seems to be the most common uh, like mel's choice um or do you agree with me or andrew or what's your order you know, who knows? You might like you, Crystal Skull yeah. more than anybody, like any other film. So let yeah, us you know. you really
1: love Professor Oxley. Like, he's your favorite Yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll post the question over on Instagram. You can also answer over on Discord. We'd love to hear your answers, and we'll share some of those on an upcoming episode. All right. Dial of Destiny, before we get into great moments with Mr. Andrew to wrap up this podcast— I want to hear your thoughts on it, your reviews. Does it live up to the hype of being an Indiana Jones film? Am I am I wasting my time trying to find a drive-in to watch this in or should I wait till it's on Disney Plus? Fill me in here.
2: You're not wasting your time. If you could see it, go see it. And the reason I say this is because um When we were, you guys were talking about uh, Crystal Skull, I didn't get for, okay, so Crystal Skull is the first indie movie I've seen, like, brand new in theaters. I didn't get the warm fuzzies when Mm -hmm. I saw Dial of Destiny. I didn't get the, this is the first indie film I'm seeing, you know, in my life in theaters I got that, but I didn't get it with Mm. Crystal Skull at all. There was like a disconnect. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. I'm like, I didn't, I I was like, I've never, I felt bad walking out of that theater that day. Like, Oh, like that was it. Like we Mm -hmm. went from one, two, three was, it's just perfect. Right. Um, this one, Dial of Destiny is a love letter to indie fans and I say that because this I will not say anything I won't I, I don't want to spoil anything I don't because I would really I hope you get to see this mm-hmm. um they took any criticism any doubts any worries ooh, real quickly real quickly I'm just gonna say this um this is my favorite disney reboot sequel if that makes sense because they've been doing life's you know all these movies coming out and stuff of
1: all the star wars and all the everything else that disney has bought and done this is the number one
2: yes Yes. oh totally is like they put heart soul they did their homework they gave us exactly what an indiana jones film is supposed to be it isn't like Oh it's it's reminiscences or or essence of indie no 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 this is an indie film and it's just it it's such it oh my gosh i haven't felt like magical like that like in a movie like it just it's such a different experience i guess for me because you know we're all huge fans here so to I didn't go with any um, expectations or anything. I was like, you know what? This has to be better than Crystal Skull. For me, it has to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I did have some worries. CGI is knocked out of the park. Like, bravo. Star Wars was done wrong. So, CGI is perfect. John Williams, thank you, sir. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Just... The soundtrack, everything, the music is good. It's just it. uh, I did not cry. Woo. (laughs) I did not cry. It was just so action-packed that it's just, you're on an adventure. I mean, look, Mm. I'm gushing over this. Like, this was, they delivered. They delivered. Like, I'm so glad they did this for Indie and it wasn't just a regular reboot or whatever, blah, blah, blah. this is mm. yeah, go spend your money, go, go, go.
1: a hundred percent agree, uh, I guess I'll give you my thoughts. it I agree with everything you said, Melissa. um when I go see movies, you know you know we we always go see it in the you know, the luxury recliner movie, you know, you know put your feet up and all this stuff, and it's you know movies a relaxing time, and watching a movie, okay, whatever, sitting there, chewing on the popcorn. This movie. I am like having visceral reactions to I'm tensing up and I'm like (laughs) sitting up in my seat and I'm adjusting and I'm like, it's like it did something for me. Like I was like all of the emotions were happening. I like was 100% invested in this movie. Like I was like. I was so mad at some of the things like not be like, not because they did something wrong, but like, because of how like characters are like, I was just like, why would they do that? Like, why would this character do that to Indiana Jones? Like, don't you know who this is? Like, what are you doing? I was so, like, like I'm having, like, an existential crisis in the middle of the movie. Like, what is... <laughs> why are you doing this? da 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 I like, know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, and I'm like, what? I'm, I'm so, like, tense and, and all this stuff. All the, the movie is making me feel all these feelings and, like, my body is having a reaction to a movie. <laughs> like, like... This is it's definitely not like the best Indiana Jones movie. It's this is not the top three, but it is still a great movie. Like it did so much and seeing it in the movie theater is just it's just so (laughs) worth it um like there are it's it's so worth it there's people that i didn't even real like i didn't realize antonio banderas was in this movie i like i like leaned over like to my wife i was like is that and she was like yes antonio banderas like okay okay good like and he's just like just like a character that's in the movie for like 15 minutes and it's like oh of course it is like this is indiana jones like there's so much in this movie and to to bring up the the CGI like the best like application of like this like face replacement or whatever that I've ever seen like the 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 trailer doesn't do it justice it is like it's it goes past the uncanny valley like this isn't any of the any of that you know uh you know. Mandalor- like the Mandalorian, it's not even like this is head and shoulders above anything they did done in the Mandalorian. It's it's so good. The only the only thing that threw it off for me is when he would talk because they got Harrison Ford to do the lines. But it's like Indiana Jones, you know, 30 years ago. But it's like, oh,
3: man, Harrison Ford. And he goes, oh, oh. <laughs> I was
1: like, I was like, that's not the voice that comes out of that Indiana Jones face. And every once in a while he would say a line. He'd be like, Baz, or he'd say something I'm like, There it is. Like, there's the the voice I'm expecting. And you'd hear it. But anytime he wasn't talking and like the voice wasn't connecting with me, it was just seamless. It was it was so good. And that's a it's a huge, it's like the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie is mm-hmm. just that. And it's it's good. And it's a you know, it's a return to form with the, you know, Indy's uh, favorite uh, uh, nemesis is Nazis. And I think that's another thing that was missing from Crystal Skull was they're like, all right, Russians, okay, we're going to switch it to Russians. It's like, but Nazis, like, that's like the thing. Like, that's Indy's thing is Nazis. And so that's, I think, another, that's another kind of just thing that makes Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just feel a little less like an Indiana Jones movie like like less you know similar to the others which is you know fine but you know it's it's just one of those things it's like all right here we go indiana jones old foe nazis uh nazis are bad and everybody can agree that nazis are bad and so you can fight them and punch them in the face and things so uh yes i agree with melissa just go see this movie i Sure, I'm going to go buy another ticket and see this again. I was already ready to buy another ticket Mm -hmm. right after we saw it. Um, I kind of want to go see it in, like, the XD, like, the huge screen or whatever, IMAX or something. I don't know. But it's definitely worth your price of admission, um, I also bought we went nice. to Cinemark and I bought the, the Indiana Jones popcorn bucket and the nice. Indiana Jones cup the cup that has a little hat on it so <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm all in of the dial of destiny we'll have to do like a full review of the film once you see it yeah and Once everybody has a chance to see it because there's so many things like to talk about and you know I do think the movie does take some weird turns like I'm not like a hundred percent on like this is the best movie ever made but i'm a hundred percent on this is a fun movie that you should go see like if if you just have no expectations and you just want to go for a fun movie that like doesn't take itself seriously like this is a great movie to see it's just a great summer movie um it did have me like melissa said she didn't cry like i was welling up at like the final scene like like (laughs) a surprise character at the end kind of thing i was like oh what's going on i'm like oh no and it's just kind of another thing where it just kind of like i think it was more of the this is it like this is the end kind of feeling like we're not gonna get to see another Hmm. one of these and so it was just kind of like that kind of feeling but but Sala's in the movie and he's got stuff to do. And I wish Sala had more stuff to do, but I understand that if Sala went along, he would probably not have made it through the rest of the movie based on how this movie went. So I'm kind of glad he stayed home. But mm-hmm. um, yes, uh, Sala's got some great lines. And, uh, you know, one of them's in the trailer. Uh, it's great. I I, I I can't recommend it enough. Go see Dial of Destiny, it's, it's fun. It, it is good.
0: I need makes this movie there. on Blu-ray. <laughs> it makes you feel things. So I'm I you, you mentioned multiple things that at points I felt was going to answer my question, but I'm mm. going to ask it anyway to both of you. Okay. Uh James Mangold uh was mm-hmm. the director for this film and James Mangold has done uh several other films that I've really enjoyed. Like he did Logan, Wolverine, Girl Interrupted, uh, Identity, I think was another film that he did, and you like you said, this was a return to form, but I took that more as a return to form versus crystal skull because of the Russians versus Nazis and stuff like that situation. Mm-hmm. So I took it more like that between you you know for that situation, but my question is, did even though you know it was a James Mangold directed film, did this feel like it was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg driven, like the first three, even though they weren't like like Lucas wasn't involved or anything?
1: They were executive producers,
0: Uh, which it it gave you the feel. Yeah, yeah,
2: it it totally. Brought you to the trilogy, and they did their homework. Pretty much, they did their homework, and they delivered a film. Actually, I didn't even know that he. I, I had no idea that he produced it. I or directed it. I wouldn't have known. I if yeah, it was like so out of the blue that I would have thought, oh, it was the original team. So there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's right. it. It really does like they. The, the they're really like able to um kind of emulate those that style of i'm trying to remember the 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 dp of of the original trilogy but like there there was just so much like movement and and warmth and and things that in the original trilogy that you really do feel in this film um you know the the indie films. They 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 have like a setup. Like they 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 all have like a thing. It's like here we start out. Here's the first thing. Here's a here's a relic we're on the search for. But mm-hmm. this is not the or the the relic we have. We have some other relic that is not the main thing in the story. And then we, by other means of things, then we get to second relic of the thing. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, we have the fertility idol, then it's obviously the the Ark. And then in Temple of Doom, we have we have Nurhachi, and that's mm-hmm. kinda what we start out with relic, and then we get into the Shakara stones, Sankara stones. And then uh, Last Crusade, it's what? It's the uh The Holy Grail. Well no, but what's the yeah. the first the the uh The Holy Grail's the last Isn't one but the they well that's his book. I uh it's it's the 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 cross of of it, uh, uh cuz it's it's in the past. It's it's the young Indiana Jones is looking yeah, for Yeah, oh the, he, the, that's right. The, the, he's got the cross, the cross that he stole cross. from
0: the other guy. Yeah, yes, so that's right? the, the and yeah. so
1: so we have this another A thing formula. that kind Yeah, so another thing that kind of pulls the crystal skull out of out of that thing is it's crystal skull the whole time. Like it's like here we go. Indy's kidnapped. And we taking you to weird body. That's an alien body and all this stuff. And it's all crystal skull. You just kind of throw out the, the first thing. And so this one has the first thing again, granted, like it leads you into the second thing, but it's the first thing still there. Like that it's the steps are there and granted, like maybe it's predictable, but it's like, it's kind of like, like uh, putting on an old t-shirt, like familiar it's, hmm. it's familiar like it's something you expect and, and sometimes that's okay yeah okay does that answer your question i kind of went no it totally it, does it I no, can, it totally <laughs> does
0: it totally does and a lot of what you mentioned it began to make sense to me as to why crystal skull felt so disjointed as you began to describe it so i agree with you on that one so I mean, if this is a return to the first three, then I think I'm going to enjoy it. But again, not that I didn't enjoy Crystal Skull. I know that some people are like, what, I can never trust anything you say again sort of thing, right? But mm-hmm. overall, it wasn't a bad film, okay? It, it right. was good yeah. enough Agreed. that you can enjoy yeah. it as a film. But I'm now that you both have said that it is more of a return to the first, like, to to, to the original trilogy... I feel like I'm more excited about finding a place to watch it now rather than just waiting for it to come on Disney Plus at some point. Mm-hmm. So,
1: the uh, I wanted to bring Ooh. up the 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 DP of the original trilogy is named Douglas Solcombe. Uh, he died uh, shortly after uh, uh, Last Crusade was done filming, but oh no, I lied. He died in 2016. I just read it wrong. The last movie he ever worked on was the uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade um as a cinematographer oh, okay. and like but he did all three of those and that's what gives that that visual style of indiana jones is him like he he's he's the guy and that's what they're emulating with you know using all that stuff so i wanted to to uh oh, to bring one that more up. thing uh-huh.
2: um there's no extra scene so just go home oh yeah
1: no no post-credit scene yeah. unless you want to just oh, sit there and listen to, to know to, to john williams music which is great like over the 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 credits it's great that's where i saw you know it says like it says executive producer george lucas and steven spielberg and it i think it even did say like i don't know if it said story by george like i think george lucas had a story credit on it too i don't remember um but there was like some other stuff that i was like kind of surprised by but uh i just go see it and yeah. then you'll find out nice
2: and for a movie that's two hours and 30 minutes plus it went by fast
1: oh yeah and holds your attention like there's no mm-hmm. like lag spots so there's oh i was so it was just a roller coaster of emotion uh the, <laughs> the nice. this movie um i did want to bring up the uh the tomato scores because i brought them all up um real quick so like, because this movie is, like, for some reason online has, like, a weird bad presence, but I don't know why. So, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, great, perfect movie, has a 93% uh critic, 96% audience. Temple of Doom, 77% critic, 82% audience. Remember that, 82% Temple of Doom. Uh, Last okay. Crusade, 84% critics, 94% audience. And then here we go, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 77% fresh. By critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and fifty three percent audience, and then we get over to Dial of Destiny, sixty nine percent on the uh, from critics, eighty eight percent audience score. That is higher than Temple of Doom by a good uh, six points. Yep. So the audiences are out. That that's with two hundred and fifty thousand ratings. Oh no, hold on, I had that wrong. Uh, that 20 uh that is 10,000 ratings that was i was looking at the uh <laughs> the uh last crusade one they had over 10,000 ratings so audiences are enjoying this film critics seem to be i mean 69% it's got a red tomato so it's not certified fresh or anything but It's the audiences are loving it. I'm hoping that this movie has long legs. It stays in theaters for a while. It has a good word of mouth because I'm telling everybody I know, like, just go see it. Like, it is a good movie. If you've seen one Indiana Jones movie, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. Even if you haven't seen an Indiana Jones movie, like, you're, I'm sure you'll, you'll get it. It'd probably help if you've at least seen one to kind of get the idea of what Indiana Jones is. But it's still just. It's
0: it's just a fun movie and there's stuff and it's fun, right and on. Fun. So go out there and buy tickets. What my prediction was one thirty two, wasn't it? That it was going to make over the weekend for opening, if I remember. correctly, I don't that's even, What I said last? The, yeah, I, I don't some.
1: remember. It's it's made it's made a uh, sixty million domestic as of the second. Uh, we don't uh, have the next couple of I'm days, far off. Uh, but box office worldwide one hundred and thirty.
0: Okay, maybe I can claim a victory then. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they haven't counted. They're counting all the way past through the fourth, right, or through the they'll, fifth, or something like they that.
1: They'll usually do the four-day, five-day weekend if with the fourth sometimes. But yeah, currently the three-day is is sixty million. I mean, it's been number one at the box office all three days. So, I mean, granted, there's not a ton out like you were saying, but. Uh, it's beaten Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, like, yeah, so, mm. what can you say? I, I mean, for now, All but, right. but we'll say, I mean, just go see it, like, if, if, if you were on the edge of, of thinking about seeing it, like, you will not be disappointed. Right on.
0: All right, well, more to come on that as we get updates and uh, hopefully I get a chance to watch it this week or maybe next weekend. That's the plan so far, so we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions about where I can go watch it, please message me. Send me, post something either on Discord to share it with everyone. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, so... All right, uh, I think it's a good time to start wrapping up the episode, and as we've been doing, we've been doing a little tribute segment as Disney celebrates their 100 years of wonder, and we've had our own little uh, historical reference segment with the great Mr. Andrew, Uh, and they are great moments with Mr. Andrew. This year covering... What years, Andrew? 1975
1: and 1976. I know I just went on a big, long Indiana Jones rant, but listen, you get to hear me talk a bunch more because we do this every <laughs> week. Uh, but at so, least yeah, you're the... not
0: doing it like this.
1: Oh, you made me... Fr- I
0: forgot about it. I could do it like this <laughs> oh, all boy. the time. Well, 1975. But now, but now you sound like Casey Kasem. Yeah. Look, Batman. It's me, Robin. You know, Casey <laughs>
1: Kasem. I don't know. He did, he, he did stuff uh and he writes um oh anyway we're just i it's late we're all punch drunk i think my face hurts from smiling so much talking about indiana jones so we're just gonna get into uh great moments with me mr andrew years 1975 1976 let's get started with 1975 for the films in 1975 on february 24th the academy nominates the film the island on top of the world for an oscar in the category art direction uh, slash set direction they also nominate the film winnie the pooh and tigger two for an oscar in the category short films animated uh, films released this year february 6th the strongest man in the world march 21st escape to which mountain july 1st the apple dumpling gang july 9th one of our dinosaurs is missing october 8th the best of walt disney's true life adventures November 21st, The Scarecrow of Romney Marsh, and December 19th, Walt Disney's Holiday Festival. Uh, for TV in 1975, the Mickey Mouse Club show returns to TV as it in syndicated reruns, and NBC airs 11 episodes of The Wonderful World of Disney. For theme parks in 1975, on January 5th, Flight to the Moon closes at Disneyland. On January 15th, Space Mountain opens in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, Colonel James Irwin, pilot of the Apollo 15 lunar module, is the first writer of Space Mountain. Also the same day, the Carousel of Progress opens the Magic Kingdom. Also in January, work begins on evaluating the economic aspects of the Disney theme park in Japan, or of a Disney theme park in Japan. On February 17th, the Walt Disney story at Disneyland closes for remodeling. On March 15th, the revised film America the Beautiful opens at the Circle Vision 360 Theater in Walt Disney World. On March 21st, Mission to Mars opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. On March 22nd, the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village opens in Florida. This will eventually become Disney Springs. On April 15th, Flight to the Moon closes at Walt Disney World. June 6th, America on Parade begins daily performances at Walt Disney World. On June 7th, Mission to Mars uh, opens in Tomorrowland and Magic Kingdom. On June 12th, the Walt Disney story featuring Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln opens in the Main Street Opera House at Disneyland. On June 14th, America on Parade begins at Disneyland. And on the same day, the Circle Vision 360 film America the Beautiful is revised to include a sequence uh, including Philadelphia. On July 1st, the Wedway People Mover opens in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. Also in July, Walt Disney Productions announces that is proceeding with plans to build Epcot in 1977. Uh, If you know anything about Epcot, that didn't happen. Um, In October, Emperor Hirohoto of Japan visits Disneyland. He is the first to ride a new private Victorian rail car added to the Disneyland Railroad called the Lily Bell. And on December 13th, Walt Disney Productions announces it will begin construction of Epcot in 1976 instead of 1977 as originally planned. That also didn't happen. (laughs) Other notable events of 1975. On January 4th, the U.S. Forest Service uh, issues an environmental impact report supporting Walt Disney Productions' plan to build a $35 million alpine skiing resort at the Mountain King Valley in Sierra Nevada, California. On April 1st, Elvis Presley closes his Las Vegas show with the Mickey Mouse March, sung in unison with the crowd. On October 4th, Imagineer Yale Gracie retires. Uh, And in December, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City shows the Disney Studio film Mickey's Birthday Party, tracing development of Mickey Mouse from 1928 to 1975. Uh, Birthdays in 1975. We have January 5th, Bradley Cooper, February 22nd, Drew Barrymore. February 23rd, Robert Lopez. March 21st, Kristen Anderson Lopez. April 2nd, Pedro Pascal. Uh, May 9th, uh, forgive me for screwing this up, Chris Diamantopolis. Diamantopolis. That Mickey Mouse guy, him. Good job. <laughs> June 27th, Toby Maguire. August 8th, uh, 16th, Taika Waititi. And December 12th, Mayim Bialik. That brings us to 1976. Uh, Films released in 1976. We have February 5th. No deposit, no return. March 26th, Ride a Wild Pony. July 1st, Treasure of Matakumbe. Uh, July 7th, Gus. And December 17th, The Shaggy D.A. Uh, for TV in 1976, on April 3rd, the TV special America on Parade airs. Also this year, the TV show Happy Birthday Donald Duck airs. And on December 6th, the Christmas in Disneyland special with Art Carney airs featuring Sandy Duncan and Glenn Campbell. On September 5th, the Muppet Show premieres in syndication. And NBC airs 11 episodes of The Wonderful World of Disney and 5 All Disney Night at the Movies. For theme parks in 1976, on January 9th, the Disney Anna Shop opens on Main Street in Disneyland. Also in January, Dole Pineapple begins sponsoring the Enchanted Tiki Room. On March 2nd, Walt Disney World welcomes its 50 millionth guest, Susan Brummer. On June 20th, the River Country Water Park opens at Walt Disney World. On September 6th, America on Parade ends at Walt Disney World. It completed more than 1,200 performances to a total audience of 25 million people. And on September 12th, America on uh, Parade ends at Disneyland. In October, the Winnie, uh, Winnie the Pooh for President Day event is held at Disneyland. Uh, also this year, Disneyland welcomes its 150 millionth guest. The Jungle Cruise at Disneyland is expanded with seven new scenes and 31 figures, including gorillas in camp. And the Fantasy on Parade Christmas Parade makes its last run until 1980 at Disneyland. Uh, other notable events of 1976. In the Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California, the mouse O'Rail debuts, a lead unit of the Mark II Series monorail formerly used at Disneyland. On April 30th, one of the nine old men and Disney legend, Milt Call, retires from the Disney company. He worked on animation for 22 Disney short films and 24 feature films. Uh, shortly thereafter, another of the nine old men and Disney legend, Les Clark, retires from the Disney studio after working since 1927. Also, this year, Card Walker assumes the role of chief executive officer, appoints Ron Miller as head of film production at the studio, and proposes an idea for a European theme park. Also, a new office building at the Disney Studio is named the Roy O. Disney Building. Uh, Birthdays for 1976, we have January 13th, Michael Pena. February 25th, Rashida Jones. March 22nd, Reese Witherspoon. April 18th, Melissa Joan Hart. April 20th, Joey Lawrence, July 9th, Fred Savage, July 15th, Gabriel Iglesias, July 19th, Benedict Cumberbatch, August 11th, Will Friedle, October 23rd, Ryan Reynolds, and November 29th, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Deaths of 1976, we have uh, February 13th, uh, one of the nine old men in Disney legend, John Lounsbury, uh, March 30th, uh, Imagineer and Disney legend Richard Irvine. August 8th, Disney legend Winston Hibbler. November 7th, a uh, Big Mousketeer, Inventor of the Mickey Ears, and Disney legend Roy Williams. And December 20th, Disney legend Ned Washington. Uh, so that has been great moments with uh, me, Mr. Andrew, uh, for the years 1975
0: and 1976. Right on. Awesome. Well, I think that's a it's a good place to end this episode. There was a lot more indie talk uh, than than I was expecting, but I wanted to surprise you both with my rewatch. <laughs> you did. Of, of the four <laughs> first films as I prepared to watch the final one. So I'll keep you updated. I'm hoping to watch it by the time we record the next episode. And I was just thinking, you know, Andrew, you said we should do like a, uh, an episode where we dedicate to it. Maybe we could do mm-hmm. with what we did with Doctor Strange, where for the FGP squad over on Patreon, we just do a spoilerific episode where we just spoil the whole movie and talk about the whole thing yeah. like we did for Doctor Strange. Let's do it. I'm down. You just got to see it and then we'll do it. If you have any thoughts on anything that we talked about, again, join us on Discord. It's the best place for us to have these conversations. But you can also comment over on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, We're gearing up to head over to TikTok. Our account is already created. So if you want to start following us, that would be fantastic. On YouTube, we are on the road to 500. That's our goal right now. We're at 420-something-ish, I believe where we're getting super close yeah, so if you can help us get to 500 that would be fantastic uh, podcuteers.com slash links is where you will find some of the most common links like we mentioned earlier latest episode Quitting Land playlist links to our YouTube channel and Larry's channel Goofy Guys Adventures of course a link to the SGP squad and an invite to Discord as well more info on the chalk walk is coming soon and that's it that's gonna wrap it up for this episode until next time keep dreaming keep moving forward and always remember to pass on the magic have a fantastic week everyone bye see ya
2: part of the podcateers network